What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of the Wrestling Junkies podcast. I'm Eric, Mr. Cincinnati Robinson, and as always, I'm joined by the podcast dad himself, Chris Hoops. Chips, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Voice is almost there, but we're getting we're getting right to it. I can drink coffee for the first time in about a week, so I'm pretty excited about that. But let me stop talking because we have a special guest with us. We get to talk to wrestlers, and this is amazing. So without further ado, I will let you do the intro. Absolutely, yes. Our next guest is a five-year vet who has been in a number of promotions in the UK, such as WIN, Elevation Wrestling, WAW, and many more. Please welcome Adam Bolt to the show. Adam, how are you, man? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. It's always a pleasure. Again, we, we, we take great pleasure in, in interviewing wrestlers. It, it's just one of our favorite things in the world to do and probably one of the better perks of this job that we've created for ourselves. Um, so let's just get right on into it. Uh, here at the Wrestling Junkies podcast, we believe that wrestlers are superheroes. Never superheroes got their origin story. So, Adam, tell us about some of your memories of professional wrestling. Ooh. My, my memory as a fan was when I was about – it's actually my earliest memory in life. I've told this story quite a few times. Um, I remember being on the sofa with my dad. And at the time, I didn't know what it was, but watching wrestling back years later, it was, I think it was WrestleMania 40, 14 was on the TV. Mm-hmm. So putting like memories and time and things like that in order, obviously that was must have been like 1998. So at the, my earliest memory of it, I must have been about two or three years old. Um, so I was born in 95. So that was the earliest memory I've got of wrestling as a whole. And then from there, it just I just, every time it was on the TV, I was sat in front of it. I remember that mania well. That was that's some of the first memories I have as well. So that's uh, that's awesome. Um, so growing up, we all had our favorites. Who were some of your favorites, and then how have they influenced your style in the ring? So my favorite of all time um, probably has a lot to do with that WrestleMania as well. Was Shawn Michaels? Um, I think it was just I was kind of hooked by just the showmanship of it, and I think. It comes into a lot of what I do today as well. Um, I've I've not done it on purpose, but when I like reflect on things I do and like my look, the entrance, things like that, I can see the connection there. It's just a bit flamboyant, a bit you know, like out there in terms of charisma and like being a showman. So I'd say Shawn Michaels for sure. In ring style, it was obviously a bit later on with the um, more cruiserweight style that started coming in in the early two thousands towards like when NXT was coming in. The smaller guys like. Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, people like that. But yeah, Shawn Michaels was the start of it all. It seems to be oh, a yeah. common theme with almost yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will be circling back to the the Shawn Michaels, uh, the, the answer to that question uh, here towards the end of the interview. But uh, based out of the UK, um, for, for us, us upon in the United States, um, you know, what tell us a few things about the UK wrestling scene that we – to know people that may not get an opportunity to to uh check out matches from overseas what are some things we need to know about the uk wrestling scene right now in 2024 in terms of the scene in 2024 i personally believe it's the best it's ever been um and i say that because um obviously lockdown has a huge part of it um because obviously compared to over in the states we're only a, a small island i mean a lot of wrestlers over there will travel hours for shows and towards uh two-hour drive is a long time. We'll drive two hours and it'll be like, oh, which over there, it's nothing. But um, it was lockdown that started it. So I, I think because coming out of lockdown, everybody, and this is across everywhere, not just in the UK, but everyone was kind of at a starting point because mm-hmm. nobody wrestled for so long. 
So in the UK, it was kind of like I, I used lockdown where I could to get in the best shape I was in to work on a lot of stuff mentally and sit and like basically study almost. So I could be better coming out of it than I was going into the lockdown. But in terms of the UK scene, I think it's on fire at the minute um, and it's and like every aspect of it is booming. Um, the women's wrestling for a start is on fire. Um, I put my um, list together of people I wanted to work with in 2024 and a lot of, and it's not a problem but gen, generally a lot of people's list you know when they think of three matches in their home country and things like that th- there is a lot more male wrestlers out there but mine was almost 50 50 with females so i think like there's no doubt anymore between like you know different genders and wrestling because in the uk it's all thriving yeah, I may, I'm, I'm going to swerve off here off, off our notes here real quick. How important do you think intergender wrestling is to wrestling moving forward? I think it's really important. I, I get why some of the bigger companies stay away from it, um, just with what the market is about and things like that. But I have had one, I think, one um, intergender one-on-one, and it was one of the best matches I've had with Alexis Falcon. In the UK, um, Alexis has worked TNT and big promotions like that. So, but it's just great, especially for me as well, because you know there's so many different stories we can we can tell. It's easy to do with a male and female. You know, the male outpowers the female. But with me, because I'm similar size and height to them, there's there's more possibilities there, and it, it's so much fun. I love it. I, I think we should do it a lot more. Yeah, I think you. I think you have both of our votes on that as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think some of the some of the better matches we've seen have been those intergender matches. Um, yeah. So as I was doing my research, you've been in a number of battle royals, um, including an eight man tag rumble, a Iron Fist Christmas rumble, and then yeah. uh, re- most recently the Great North Rumble. What are the challenges that go into kind of a multi man, multi woman rumble match that you've seen? I think for me, it's just. You've got a lot more to think about. Like with, with the more people, the more there is to think about. The more you have to watch your back. I've learned that one. Um, but it, it is just just that. I think you referenced the um, Christmas rumble I did. A few, I think it that was just before lockdown. Um, that was wild because we had all these sort of Christmas references in there, and I do remember being hit in the face with a paint can because someone had the idea to do like the Home Alone setup with the. Um, so I'm Jeez. stood there holding. Yeah, I'm stood there holding this stick and they threw the paint can and it hit somebody, which was great. I was stood there laughing, not thinking the paint can's obviously coming back. And I hold hold of the stick and it hit me straight in the face. And I thought they were empty, but they weren't. But um, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> but that wasn't the worst injury of dinner because uh, Ivy, by the rest got a big bone in the head and he put her open, covered in blood um, for the rest of the night. But yeah, just to go back to your point, um, just more to think about, there's, there's a lot more get more creative well i mean i don't think we will scratch the tip of the iceberg with like things you can see in sort of multi-man matches especially rumbles as well um a lot of people get their influence from spots they see on say three for example but um i just like to have fun with them makes sense makes sense that's for sure i mean that uh could not imagine being hit in the face with a, with a paint can a full <laughs> paint can yeah that's oh. just oh. Insane. Uh, so in 2019, you had the opportunity to wrestle probably one of the most likable wrestling personalities there is in Simon Miller. Uh, tell us about the time you met Simon and how this match came about. So I was a bit, I was a bit nervous by it because 
I'd say before lockdown, um, my mentality changed coming out of it. But before it, I was still in that mindset of being like you know, grateful and like humble for everything. And I still am to this day, but I was very shy as well because I wasn't the fully fledged Adam Bolt I am today. So I was kind of felt like I was always holding something back. And it was for a company called Beat Pro Wrestling at the time in Sheffield. Um, and my training school at the time was about 20 minutes away. So it was one of the first places I'd worked outside of that training school. Um, and I did one or two shows for them, which was great. It was fun. But, and then when I got told I was wrestling Simon Miller, this is somebody that in my spare time, you know, like I'd get in from the wrestling show, I'd go to bed and I'd put like what culture videos on on YouTube. So yeah. it, it's a bit like, oh, this, this is where wrestling gets interesting because it always feels like you're a million miles away from, you know, these people that you've watched on TV or these people like Simon Miller. But it came so easily. And it, when I met him, it was... I, you know, you you always expect like it's like almost like they're not real people. Um, but when I met Simon, it was great. It was fun to work with. We had a lot of fun that night as well. Um, he's just a great guy. Like I had, I really got along with him. And great, obviously, build with a lot of his own stuff now. And like my nephew, for example, he watched it. Like, I can't believe you wrestled Simon Miller. And I'm like, yeah, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love that. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about Big Man Inc. How did you meet your partner, Jackie T? Oh, <laughs> so, so me and Jack wrestled at the same training school I mentioned ago, um, and we became friends. We weren't instantly close, but we were, we were both kind of like the two young ones of the, the group, um, the two small young ones, basically. Um, and it was coming into, we were always good friends. We started training, but and then our training school um basically went out of business going into lockdown and then we kind of went to house of pain wrestling which is in nottingham so it's about a 40 50 minute drive from where we are um and we started training there where where we could in lockdown with the rule of six and things like that um and it was just the hours put into the drives and going forward and backwards that we just started i had this idea in my head of what i wanted to do coming out of lockdown um, I knew who I was and I'd found that during the pandemic. So um, if you can take your best friend with you, why not? So I, I had this idea for him. I think, you know, someone like me who thinks they are this celebrity, they are this movie star, like why wouldn't they have their own personal security and make people hate them even more? Yeah. Jack straight away was like, I'll do that. Like, that sounds great. But the, the thing is about that is that it couldn't have been anybody else because anybody who's met us and is at a show with us sees the connection we have. There's a reason he's my best mate outside of wrestling as well. It, like I put anybody else in that role and I guarantee it wouldn't have worked, but with him, it just worked so naturally. Makes sense. That sounds a lot like us, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so as far as Big Man Inc. itself, tell, what's the origin story behind the name? So the, the name, it's, it's not actually much of a story to it. So we, at the time, it was, it had a bit of a comic vibe to it because we were doing it in our new training school house of pain and a lot of the crowds there are family crowds and we tried going a bit of um see it's funny i mentioned home alone in that um christmas battle royal early because the vibe we wanted to go with was like harry and marv from home alone where it's yeah. like the guys and they they have a plan together but they're too stupid to play off and that's what it was like like jack was the most unsecurity like security guard i've ever seen in my life at the time um and we wanted something to like play on it you know something where we can yeah. think we're a big deal but people are like I roll and it was Sticks, our trainer at the time. He, he just 
he, he just came out of it. I think one day he just said something like Big Man Incorporated or Big Man Inc. or something like that. And obviously with Jack being the security guard, it makes sense that a security guard should be a big man. And then me literally walks around thinking I'm a big man the whole time. It's like it fits. Um, but that's where it came from. It's not any more um, convoluted than that. <laughs> it's quite simple. <laughs> no, that's okay. Sometimes the uh, the best ideas come from... Not the most serious ideas, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so in 2023, you won the WAW Pride Championship. Uh, what was that moment like for you? Um, oh, that it, I felt it felt like I was never going to get there. Um, like I say, when I started, I was only just figuring myself out personally as well. Um, and then the year before that, I took part in my first Pride show, which was the WAW's first Pride show, which felt unbelievable as it is. Um, I, I've mentioned it a lot of times. Like, it wasn't a case of me ever worrying to come out. It was more I just didn't want to be it. I, I literally used to wake up every day and I, I didn't want to be it. But So to come to a point where I've not only accepted it, but I'm kind of showcasing it in front of people as well was mad. But then fast forward a year later that I'm winning their first Pride championship, it was, um, I didn't, I, I try not to think about it. I tend to notice the pattern that I seem to thrive under pressure. And when I'm in these bigger matches or a lot of pressure on myself to deliver, I seem to perform at another level, which is kind of weird because when I think back to the Shawn Michaels thing, people used to say that about him. So I'm, it, it was kind of unbelievable, but once it, the match had finished, Mick Starr did, he grabbed the microphone, said a few words and, started talking about you know like you might be the way you are inside the ring but outside you've gone through a lot more struggles and basically you deserve it is what he said and from then i was like i'm the least emotional person ever when it comes to like people around me in wrestling yeah. they think i'm always miserable because i'm just that's the way i am but i, I couldn't hold it back that night it, it meant a lot and i didn't think it meant a lot until he started saying the things he said and then it kind of all set in but that's just like me i don't get I, I don't let it soak in until it's pretty much done i tend to enjoy it more yeah. once it's done and i'm on the way home than i do while it's happening so yeah. we have seen That's here wonderful. in the states kind of a, a i would say a recent boom of, of some of these pride promotions um okay. what about in the uk how do, how does that look um is, is there multiple promotions is there one um we've had a couple on our show but but what does that look like over there so over here there was um, there was a promotion was started which was called Pride Pro Wrestling. I don't think it ever took off. I'm not sure whether that will plan going ahead. Um, but the one thing I will say, although I don't think we have a Pride specifically run promotion, there are so many promotions now that will make not only just but they will promote a Pride. I think it's took for a few people to do it and see how much talent there is and how much success it has for people to want to basically do the same. Um, for example, one of my favourite promotions of watching it is True Grit Wrestling. It runs in um, Leeds and York area, which again is about an hour away from where I am. Um, and I think last I heard, they were thinking about doing a Pride show. And obviously, there's WWPNT, a very heavy promoting So, although we don't have specific promotions for Pride, I think it's enough and it's good enough that places are wanting to showcase it benefits everybody. It benefits the performers, mm -hmm. the also themselves. Like we can't be dumb to the fact that you know it, it makes them money. It makes them money because people want to see. 
Yeah, and that that's something I think Eric and I have discovered a lot through this podcast is like wrestling is just good wrestling. I, I don't care yeah. <laughs> what's going on. Like I just want to watch good wrestling, and if you can wrestle, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah. So as you know, you you've spent twenty twenty three winning championships and and having great matches. What are your goals for twenty twenty four? So my. So I did make some goals, and I, I, some people did say to me like, "Oh, like, do you not think you need to, you know, home in a bit more in the UK first? And I was like, "Yes, but you know, there's never a great time to go." And I've about the fact that I want to go, whether that is Europe, whether it's over the states. The states is the big one. That's partly because through my coming out story and you know getting a lot of media attention, things like that, I've kind of connected with people that. I want to work with so people that have been really good to me have been like Devin Monroe obviously having conversations with Devin and then watching the work like, okay well um Sunny Kiss um has, has dropped me a message or two and again somebody I want to work with so going to the States is a big one it may not be 2024 but I'm going to make sure it happens but if I am going to stick in the UK for 2024 it's just these promotions that I have been at, uh, TNT, uh, some of the big promotions, I just want to work as much as possible and get myself to a point where I'm regular at the show. So I'm not like the last thing I want to do is be somebody that they call on for, you know, a pride show. I want to be that person that, yeah, I can main event your pride show, that's fine. But then 11 other shows throughout the year as well, like I want to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my goal. I just want to take over the UK. Sounds daft because everybody's got the same goal, but you know, if you don't, if you're not here to be the best, then what you're here for, basically. So, yeah, well said. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we we have talked about Adam Bolt here for about 18 minutes now. So we're going to turn the spotlight on some other on some other guys and gals. Who are some people that we need to kind of keep an eye out for in 2024? Okay. So just going off the UK alone, people that I have worked with. I watched, um, so I'll go with else first. One, a good friend, ZZ. Um, I did the um, docu- um, documentary sort of thing last year, and Z was part of that. I think I can't remember. I don't want to get it wrong, but I, she's been a lot, a lot less time being wrestling than me. But she is making a massive impact on the UK scene at the minute. Um, she's already worked some of the top females in the country. Great. Um, another one that I'm not really close to, I haven't got a close personal friendship with, but I watched her work once and I was like, okay, it's a gap in the market, I think, for like a high-flying female wrestler in the UK. That is Melissa Fierce. Um, I love Melissa Fierce. Uh, you, some people might not be aware of her yet, but I'm sure they will be because her natural athletic ability. Oh, she works hard as well. Um, and she's got matching gear with me as well, which, yeah. So, nice. But yeah, Melissa Fierce and Z. Great ones. Um, Male wise, there's there's so many. Um, it's hard because you don't want to be that person that mentioned all your friends. But and then when I look around, there's there's a lot of people that um, do get. I don't want to, you know, people that are um, people always say are up and comers. Like I want it to be people that yeah. people make bit of yet. So Andrew um, books. Um, Wrestles under the name of. I'm glad that I forgot that. 
<laughs> That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Well, find uh, out. I'll let you know. Um, no, okay. I'm having a mind blank. But there's there's a lot of people at our training school. I would look up House of Pain Wrestling okay, because that training school is on fire with the Dix is working well to train a lot of people. He's got a lot of new personalities there. So anybody there who's one to watch as far as I'm concerned because there's a lot of talent there. I'll save that one very well. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we, uh, again, I mean, that's that's what we love to do is just, especially with Twitter being so prevalent and, and especially for wrestling, it, it makes it much easier for us to look for names, you know, just internationally to, to keep an eye on. So we definitely will. Um, I, I, think, I think I have an idea of the answer to this next question uh, based on some of the things that you have said today, but this is an ongoing debate that we have on the Wrestling Junkies podcast. Um, when you hear the name Mr. WrestleMania, do you think Shawn Michaels <laughs> or The Undertaker? Oh. <laughs> see, I can see both sides. Um, yeah. I, oh, that's something that has. I, I would say, personally, just because it's me, I would say I personally think Shawn Michaels because it is Shawn Michaels. And that's only because I think while I was watching it growing up, he was referred to as that. But if you think about performances and you know, the, the best match, I think. Although both of them have had multiple five-star matches here at WrestleMania, I think you can't really call somebody Mr. WrestleMania unless they've been on the for 20 years. Do you know what I mean? So it's it kind yeah. of both sides of it. For me, it's Shawn Michaels, but I'm not angry if people say Undertaker because you can't argue that. Well, that's good, because I do say The Undertaker, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, and you gave a great answer. I, I will never argue a great answer. Um, <laughs> Adam, we have had a blast talking to you. Where can everybody find you on socials, and then uh, what, what events do you have coming up? Yeah, so um, on Twitter, it's just AdamBolt underscore. Instagram is AdamBoltWrestler. Um, I have a lot of my, my usual promotions coming up, you know, House of Pain wrestling shows. I've got um, Phenomenal Elite Wrestling um, in the UK. There is some things that I wish I could share with you but I can't yet for reasons so people will have to just check out the socials and keep an eye out for them um, there's a few big places coming up later in the year that again it's annoying because I want to just share them but I can't so you just have to watch my socials and wait basically so, <laughs> so it's alright we're going we're gonna to make sure we monitor those socials and when those come out yeah. we'll get excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Adam, thank you so much again for joining us. This was a wonderful conversation. Uh, we certainly hope to have you back on the show. Um, again, just thank you very much for your for your time. We uh, we appreciate it. No, it's all right. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime I get to talk wrestling, thank you. Of course, of course. We're always happy to provide that platform. Um, for Adam Bolt, for the podcast, Adam, Mr. Cincinnati, this has been a special edition of the Wrestling Junkies podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon.